0: Jordan Kavuma and this podcast serves as your space to find clarity and grounding in your creative business. I hope that our time together will provide you with not only a clear vision for the way forward, but a strategy for how to achieve it while keeping the most important things, the most important things, because when you thrive, your business thrives. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of season one of The Grounding. I've loved talking over the topics of establishing a foundation within your business that's going to allow you to build upon it for years to come, as well as chatting with my friends, Catherine and Lauren and Elizabeth about their experiences as creative business owners and hearing their wisdom on the topics of branding and shifting your creative focus and even how your health impacts your ability to run your business. So if you haven't listened to episodes one through six, I would encourage you to do that now. Just press pause, go listen to those, and then come back here to listen to the last episode of the season before our listener Q&A next week. I've meant really for each of these episodes to kind of build upon each other. So listening in order is probably going to set you up to get the most out of this content. Okay, so in this episode, I want to talk about defining your strengths and knowing how that can guide your business formation and decisions. I mean, as you already know, we are focusing on the foundational elements of your business in this season. And a big part of that foundation is your ability to identify and amplify your strengths. So when you know what you are really good at, as well as what you are really passionate about, you can lean into those things and really start to see some traction when it comes to your services or the products that you offer to your customers and your clients. So in order for this episode to be most beneficial to you, I want to go through a series of questions that you can ask yourself to either confirm what you already know that you're good at or maybe even identify new areas that you haven't really explored yet. If you're driving or going for a run or elbows deep in a project right now and can't take notes, don't fret. I have created a free download for you to access that will include all of these questions as well as space for you to answer them in the show notes of this episode. So to access that download, all you have to do is head over to thegroundingpodcast.com and click on this episode's show notes. So this is episode seven, and you'll find it right there waiting on you. Then after we walk through these six questions together, I want to offer you some actionable steps that you can take to either confirm that you are aligned with your strengths and leveraging them in the best way possible, or make some shifts to really maximize the potential that you already have to see really great results. So let's dive in. All right. Question one, what do you love most about your work currently? So let's just start from where you're at right now. What brought you to this place that you're at currently? What made you want to do what you are doing right now? There's a reason that you were drawn to this kind of business or this kind of work. So I really want you to think through that and process your origin story. So what were you doing before you were doing this? What were the pain points that led you to transition? Did you transition from another job, another career? Did you start doing this straight out of college or even did you skip college and you um, just started doing this out of high school? Think through all of those different steps that took place to bring you to where you're at today. Sometimes life, it can feel like it's just pushing us into the direction that we're going, but that's only true if we aren't deliberately taking notice of the circumstances that surround us. So take a minute to think through the last five years of your life and the events that have taken place and the direction that you took after that event up into the point that you're at today get really specific with this like try to create this timeline in you know the most detailed way possible that you can because sometimes things that might not seem like a big deal or they might not seem like they really pl- played a role in getting you to where you're at today they really bear more weight than we would like to give them and i think that can be really telling as to what your passions are or your strengths are because of the decisions that you made or the circumstances that led you to where you're at today. So, I mean, you've made intentional decisions to do what you're doing and there's reasons that you made those decisions. So get really clear on that and then note what it is that you love about the work that you're doing right now. Number two, what can you do easily that doesn't require much thought? So funny enough, This one can sometimes take a little extra thought because often the things that we can naturally do without much thought don't require us to think about it. Go figure. So in order to get the most out of this question, it might be helpful while thinking through this to ask others what they would consider you to be really good at. Their responses might shock you. About three years ago, I took... um, Marie Forleo's B-School course. And one of the early exercises that I remember doing within the course, um, was she asked that, um, we would send out an email to, I believe it was like 15 people and ask them what they thought that, um, I had to ask what these people thought I was good at. So I was a little hesitant to do it at first because, It felt really vulnerable, seemed a little, like, self-seeking or, like, braggadocious, maybe. But I decided just to trust the process. And honestly, the responses that I got back were so insightful. It wasn't just people, like, singing my praises. Like, yes, there were some really kind things that my friends said to me or the people that I had done business with before said to me. But honestly... um, I was just really able to see myself through the eyes of others. And I learned more about my strengths than I had, I don't know, maybe even originally credited myself with. So doing this exercise wasn't just to like pump up my ego, but it was a valuable piece of information for me to make better decisions about what I wanted to offer in my business moving forward. So if you linger on this question, for a while without being able to come up with some solid ideas, then I would really encourage you to reach out to some people who know you both personally and professionally and ask them what they would consider you to be good at or when they think of you, what comes to mind. Maybe even if they were to go to you for some kind of information or service or product, what would it be? I really do think that their answers will be incredibly valuable to you moving forward. All right, number three, I want you to answer the question, what are some experiences within your work that you have most enjoyed? So was it an event, um, an experience, a moment within your time owning your business that stands out to you as just a lot of fun? And notice that I said fun. I did not say profitable. So sometimes the two go hand in hand. Sometimes they don't. So when was the last time that you really felt so grateful to be doing what you were doing? Think through that moment and what was surrounding it. So were you organizing a big event? Were you connecting with a client? Were you launching a new product? Uh, There's a reason that the pieces that made up that experience brought you so much joy. If you can identify the circumstances surrounding that experience not only can you attempt to recreate it within your business, you'll also be able to see what kind of work really feeds your soul. It is good to get as specific as possible within your business, and this is going to help you do just that. Don't just say, I love being able to do handmade markets. Think about one handmade market that stands out to you as your absolute favorite. They're not all created equal. And then think about what your production And your preparation looked like leading up to that market? What part of the country was the market in? What was your booth set up like? Did you do anything special that drew people in? What did your conversations with customers look like? Think through every single detail and draw out what was unique about that specific moment. That's going to give you something really solid to go off of to know how it was set apart from other seemingly similar situations. All right, number four, what do people thank you for doing for them? So honestly, full disclosure, I love thinking about this. I love thinking about what I have been able to do that has really impacted the life of somebody else to the point that they would take the time to thank me for doing it. Honestly, it is so telling of your strengths. What do you always hear people thanking you for? Or maybe if you have testimonials or reviews from customers and clients, what's a running theme? Is there an aspect of your services that really helps people? Or is there something about your products that always brings others so much joy? If you're consistently getting really great feedback on something, that's a good sign that you're pretty darn good at it. If you have a place where you collect referrals or testimonials, then compile those into one place and go through them to find running themes, highlight words or phrases that appear more than once. If you don't have a large arsenal of reviews or testimonies, then go through your emails, your direct messages, and your social media comments. What are people saying there? What are they thankful for after they work with you? The goal in this exercise is to not only find what you're doing right and please clients with, but also to find what is causing you to stand out amongst others. Getting someone to say kind words on the internet these days is unfortunately not a small feat. If someone has taken the time to do so, then you really hit it out of the park. So you need to take notes on those things. Number five. What do you do in your free time? So free time, (laughs) it might be a little bit hard to remember when you had genuine free time to yourself where you weren't working or taking care of someone or cleaning your house or doing whatever else that always seems to take up our time. But it has happened. You've had free time. So think about that think about what you were doing. Or if it's easier, then imagine that someone just told you that you have three hours to yourself tomorrow with absolutely nothing on your plate. Try to think about what it is that you would gravitate towards when you have that time to yourself. How do you like to spend it? What we naturally gravitate towards really shows what is comfortable to us and what comes naturally to us. Personally, when I have free time, I like to find a friend who also has some free time, which is not always the easiest thing to do. And I like to just go grab coffee or drinks or go on a walk and chat. I love talking to people one-on-one. I mean, groups are fun, but when you're with an individual, the conversations are richer. They're more free. I feel like you always feel a deeper connection with that person when the conversation is over. I feel most loved after spending time with someone. And when I choose to give my time to others, I consider it my best way of showing love to them. And that detail about myself is what fuels my desire to talk one-on-one with creatives through strategy sessions and business coaching. I love having that time with people and connecting in a way that is meaningful. So think about how you like to spend your free time and translate what that means for the way that you do business. I'm a firm believer that it is better to lean into your strengths instead of forcing yourself to do something that is outside of your gifting. You don't have to recreate yourself. You just need to strengthen the person that you already are. Build on what you already have. Your personality is not defective or broken in any shape, form, or fashion. It is unique and powerful when you accept it and then leverage it to your advantage. All right. Lastly, number six, whose job or business do you wish you had and why? So hear me. This is not about comparison or envy, but rather about aspiration. I don't think it's wrong to look up to someone and to seek to learn from their success So think through the people that you love watching. Whose business are you most inspired by? Once you have a list, even if it's a small list, of these people, start to note the similarities. Write out what it is that draws you to each person and what you would like to take away from learning from their business model. What do they prioritize in their business, in their company? How do they like to make people feel from what you can see from an outsider's perspective, how are they running their business? What seems to be prior, what seems to take priority in their life? I know that if you're watching from afar, if you don't have a intimate, personal, behind-the-scenes relationship with this person, it might be hard to answer some of those questions, but I do think that even just studying what you do know about them can be incredibly insightful. Doing the research to see what it is that is drawing you to that business or person will allow you to notice what you could shift or change in your own business. There's a reason that you like what you see. There's a reason that they are thriving in their business. Again, you aren't trying to copy somebody's business. You're just processing through the reasons why you enjoy admiring their success and then find out how that can fit into your own business model and even your own relationship between your business and your personal life. All right, being really clear on what you're good at and even what you aren't good at will give you the ability to focus on what you know you can focus on, delegate what you know you would be better off delegating and then pivot where it makes sense to pivot. If there is a business idea that you have, but it isn't really in your line of strengths, then some additional thought really needs to be put into the idea before you proceed. I'm not opposed to stretching ourselves, but I can be a little hesitant to go forward with an idea if it's just gonna be incredibly difficult to execute, if you're gonna have to almost reinvent yourself to do it. Just because you think of something, it doesn't mean that you have to run with it. You aren't going to be good at everything and that's okay. It's more than okay. It's normal and it's good. And it should be something that you're very aware of because knowing what you're good at and what you're also passionate about will allow you to really narrow in on what you should focus on and excel at that within your business. On top of all this, knowing your strengths is going to allow you to gain confidence in areas that you really should have some strong confidence in. I hear from clients and peers often that they're just unsure of themselves in certain areas. Some of those areas are valid. We all have room to grow. But other areas, and more times than not, it's completely unfounded. I'm a firm believer that in order to combat self-doubt, We have to get a handle on our self-talk. Many times fears and uncertainties creep in when we allow false notions and ideas to circle around in our head. And instead of just smashing those baseless thoughts, we just keep feeding them. And it's cyclical. When we feed negative self-talk or we avoid it, then it's just going to crush your ability to have confidence in yourself, which can then lead to underperforming, which will lead to more self-doubt through... Shame and disappointment. And you see where I'm going? So, answer these questions that we walked through in today's episode for yourself and get really clear on what your strengths are as a creative and as a business owner. And then lean into them. Do more of those things, excel in those areas. You don't have to be good at everything, you are good at a select number of things. And when you identify them, and then leverage them to your advantage you can start to see some real clarity and progress in your life and your business so i really want you to head over to the groundingpodcast.com and download the worksheet that goes along with this episode episode 7 and then fill it out answer each of these questions and then i want you to grab a highlighter or a pen and highlight or underline all of the common themes that you see in each response What similarities are sticking out to you? What did you keep coming back to over and over and over again? Once you're able to identify common themes, I want you to compare that to the work that you are currently doing in your business. Does it align? Are you operating within that sweet spot of what you're good at and most passionate about? If you are seeing some discrepancies, then think through how you can realign yourself. Where did you get off track? What are you taking on that doesn't really fit within your wheelhouse? Remember, you don't have to do everything. You need to lean in to what you are really good at and really passionate about and then excel at that. Once you do that, I want you to think through the goals that you have for your business. Where would you like to see yourself in the next three to five years? Run those goals through that same checkup. Are they in line with what you are both good at and passionate about? Are you feeling the pressure to go in a direction that isn't best for you or your business? Or maybe you're just riding the waves of trends. There's nothing in that like essentially wrong with embracing a trend. But the danger in that is that trends change and they change often. So while you might want to incorporate a trend into your business offerings when it's appropriate, they should never determine the direction that you take your business. So before you take the next step in pursuing the goals that you have for your business, make sure that they are aligning with your core beliefs, your chief motivations, and as well as what you are really good at and really passionate about. So head over to thegroundingpodcast.com and download this worksheet for episode seven, I would love for you to sit down in the next 48 hours and work through this exercise. That's a challenge. It will give you so much clarity to know what it is that you are not only good at, but interested in, because when those two things collide, you are able to see some really great results. Remember next week's episode is the last episode of season one. And it's also our listener Q&A episode. I have gotten some really awesome questions that I think that you are going to love to hear the answers to. It's going to be a blast to run through them. So make sure you are subscribed so that you can get that delivered straight to your podcast. And if you haven't already, make sure you're following The Grounding over on Instagram. It's just The Grounding, one word, all lowercase, you know, none of that punctuation stuff. It's a great place uh, to leave your thoughts and your feedback on each episode and then connect with other female creatives just like yourself who are striving to build this business that complements their life instead of controlling it. I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope that this episode was encouraging and beneficial to you, and I cannot wait to dive in with you again next week. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening in on this episode of The Grounding. Make sure that you are subscribed so that you can have new episodes delivered straight to your podcast feed. And the best way that you can continue to support the growth of this podcast is to leave a review in iTunes. That will allow more creative business owners, just like yourself, to find us and join our community to find clarity and grounding. Talk soon.